Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Righto, we're joined by not one but two gentlemen today, Nicole. Uh, very outvoted today. <laughs> it's a bit of a dude fest. It is a dude fest. Uh, for today's episode, um, it's a it's a, a re not a repeat a revisit perhaps a refresh um, on a chat we've had a long time ago. I should have gone back and checked the the hallowed halls of the Tradies in Business podcast. Um, welcome Clinton and Scott from TradiePad to the show. Thank you, was thank, thank you. Nick. Great, great to be here. Yeah, great to be back. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I think it was a long time ago. It was yeah. pre-me. I'm sure it was pre-me. There's nothing yes. pre-you, Nicole. I think you were. <laughs> it's not we what we're saying anything... when we're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting everything ready for you, Nicole. Thank you. Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it, this is the 10th tenth, uh, year of TradiePad. Wow. And so it was. Uh, it was pretty early on in the journey, in the trading pad journey. So it have to be seven or eight years ago, I think. Was I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Time flies when you have early it days for the show as well. So you are back. Um, we are chatting to you, lads, about I guess about trading pad. But today we're talking about tech. We're talking about um, no doubt we'll dig into frustrations and and confusion that people have that trade business owners have about tech in their business and how to make it work for them. There's so much information out there, and you guys sit in a what I think is a fortunate space and a and a great space where um, you're not actually flogging software. You don't have your own software yet. Before we get into all of the, the nuts and bolts, nitty gritty stuff, do you want to give us um, some background on, I guess, TradyPad and, and the two of you and, and give our listeners uh, a bit of an update on who the bloody hell are you? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll kick off because I'm the crazy person that started this business. Uh, so like I said, 10 years ago, uh, TradyPad came about um, after... Uh, so I'm, plum- I'm a plumber by trade. Uh, I um, I did a lot of things before I got into plumbing. So I was quite late doing my trade. I was 24. And before before becoming a plumber, I did all sorts of different things. I worked in hospitality and I worked in, uh, I worked in the snow and ski industry. I was a ski instructor. I was worked in bars. I worked in hotels and then got into retail. I, I lived over in Canada for uh, a season. Uh, and uh, and then came back to Australia and, and started working in retail because my dad told me I needed to get a real job. Uh, <laughs> so but I got into into uh, photographic retail of all things and and developed a bit of a love for photography. Uh, and that's what kind of led me to technology. I got into digital photography um, and a lot of digital photo um, editing and ma- manipulation for sports. So I was doing a lot of sports photography and mm. um, extreme sports skiing and, and like the um, extreme games and sk- skateboarding and BMX and all that stuff and doing a lot of digital photography and 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 stuff with that and uh, and also some um, journalism. I was writing articles and stuff. So that's kind of where my tech technology skills came from, got a computer and got involved in that. And then 
Uh, and then uh, a mate of mine that I lived in Canada with, he said, what, what are you doing with your life? You know, what, do you, what do you want to do in five? Where are you going to be in five years? I said, I don't know. And he said, come and be a plumber. So I, uh, I thought I've tried every other career. Why not? We'll, um, <laughs> we'll give plumbing a crack. And so I did my, did nice my trade. What's that? Nice pun. Yeah. <laughs> plumbing a crack. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, good pickup. Yeah. Uh, so, so I got into that and because of all the um, experience that I had beforehand with customer service and then technology and running business and whatever, I got into the, the admin side of the business and saw all the paper and thought there's got to be a way to, better way to do things. But back then there wasn't. So computers were in the field weren't too good and internet connections weren't so good. But then a couple of years later, the iPad came out and and that's when I thought, oh, here's, here's something that, that could work for us because it's mm-hmm. mobile, it's connected to the internet with a SIM card. We're able to run you know, all the software that we're using, so MyOB and Excel and, and whatever. And back in those days, you couldn't put those apps on there, but mm-hmm. that's what led me to, to, to start to explore other apps. And I found... Uh, uh, an app called Invoice to Go. And that, oh, yeah. was, that was uh, that was <laughs> very different to what it is these days. So Invoice to Go is still around, but um, that solved a problem of replacing our quote books and our invoice books. Uh, and I found Google Calendar, and Google Calendar replaced our diary and our job cards. So two really simple apps, which pale in comparison to the tools that we've got available now. But that was a game changer because it it allowed us to communicate across all of the team. Um, got rid of paper. We were more professional to our clients. We we're invoicing on the spot. We we're taking payments on the spot, and it just had massive, massive improvements to the business. Mm. And and I realised this is something that is going to change the lives of tradies. It's going to change the way that the industry operates. And I saw back then that this is something I can help other people to do because if I hadn't have set it all up and put it in the hands of the guys I was working with, they wouldn't have done it themselves. So I, I saw this opportunity to, to hang up the tool belt and, and embrace my inner nerd, which I've always been, um, and, and become a trainer. And so I, I was part-time plumbing, part-time being a nerd for, for a little while until and, and I had a few clients around the northern beaches of Sydney. Um, and then it just got busier and busier and busier. And, and here we are, 10 years later, we've got a team of 10 people. We've got thousands of clients across Australia and New Zealand. Um, and we are, in a nutshell, we're a training organization for tradies. We're teaching tradies how to use technology to run their business, devices and apps and software and accounting packages and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and our job is to educate, educate about what technology can do and how it can help and help our clients understand the benefits of it and how to bring it into their business. Uh, mm. And so I've got Scott here today, who's, uh, who's the general manager of TradiePad. Um, and he has been a, a, a pivotal part of, of TradyPad. And I come up with the crazy ideas and he makes it happen. <laughs> <laughs> this Sounds is like where the tears come in that I was joking about uh, before we hit record. You make Scott cry regularly. Is that how it works? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks, thanks, Vincent. Um, but, yeah, no, I've... Um, I'm the general manager of TradyPad, and I've had um, yeah the privilege of working at TradyPad actually, and I'll I'll explain a little bit more about that as as I get on. But a, a bit of my background, so I'm a Kiwi, uh, and so um, started off in New Zealand. But my dad was a builder. Okay, so grew up on building sites, you know, from the 
you know, the, the age of being able to pretty much walk have been on building sites and then as your first job, you're, you're denailing timber and you're wheeling wheelbarrows and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, so I did, I did, did a bit of work with the old man and um, his business and that sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, that was that's probably the, the main bit of my trade experience, which was, a, was probably the first, I'd say, the first 14, 15 years of my life. So, um, yes, uh, yes, can uh, definitely relate to having a, a builder's house. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, I think for a long time there was one part of the house um, that didn't actually have any wallpaper that was jibboard, you know. So, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, yeah, but the the um, the houses that the uh, the old man built were amazing. I was always puzzled, like, well, when are we going to you know put the wallpaper up or we'll paint the walls? But it's just the builder's house. So, yeah. Look, I, I I like Clinton. I had a um, a bit of a a mixture of experiences before I got into trading pad and technology. Uh, I ran my own businesses in New Zealand um, in fitness and security and, and, and even um, even seafood as well. We, I ran a seafood business in New Zealand and um, yeah, and sort of, and, and nothing, uh, that was all really good learning and nothing really stuck and and, uh, and then got into the fitness industry and backed up the sport I was doing at the time, which was um, competitive fighting and things. And we ran a gym and, and trained people and that sort of stuff. And But Australia was always pulling us. Australia was always pulling us being that you know, place that we'd heard about. So anyway, we, we decided one day to pack up our stuff and, and away we went. And so over to Australia we came. Uh, and look, it was the best move we ever made. But I'll tell you what, um, you know, it took me a little while to find, uh, you know, find the right I suppose company to work for, to be honest. So I did a bit of recruitment, and and I've got a you know quite a strong sales background as well. So I did a bit of sales, and it just it just never stuck. It wasn't working for the right people, and I got to the end of it, and I was actually a little bit burnt out from trying so hard and, and nothing working, you know. And I actually took some time off, and I was like, well, look, I've always you know I've, I've always chased this certain thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time off, and I'm gonna think about it. I had a bit of exposure to software. Um, through um, through my wife and uh, and, and also the, the the second role in Australia, um, but yeah, some of my experience really made me question myself and my ability. So I had about ten months off. I was lucky to to be able to have that time. And then um, one of my friends introduced me to Murray, which was the old general manager from Tradepad. And so I caught up with Murray and had a bit of a chat. And um, you know, I wanted to get into the software industry, um, and and it started from there. And I've been fortunate enough to actually. I've been working for TradyPad for over six years now, but I came in right at the, you know, right at, so I suppose you could call it, not the ground level, but right at that entry point of TradyPad, of all the people coming in and inquiring about TradyPad. So I, I was really I was really blessed by actually, you know, being able to learn the business from the ground up. And as as it progressed and the years progressed, I sort of moved through the, diff, the, the business and the different areas and did different things. And, you know, I, I realised I realised, uh, yes, we're a technology training company and, and yes, we talk to trades and construction, um, but it was after a couple of months that I realised what we actually did, you know, which was we're in the business of change management. We're taking people from one place that they it might be doing the head in and, you know, and, and, you know, the questioning, you know, wanting to be in business anymore or it's getting really complicated, you know, to, to moving them to the right technology, um, you know, and, and taking them through that process. Um, mm. And yeah, it was yeah, it, you know, and sometimes it can be quite challenging, and, and sometimes it, and getting them through it can be really, really rewarding. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to catch up with you guys today and have a bit of a chat and share some of the, I suppose, client journeys and experience that we've got and what we're noticing in the industry at the moment. So yeah, there's a bit of background on me. I'll hand it back over to you. I'll add, I'll add one more thing in. This is this is really what drives us is that change that we see that goes on from 
where people are when they first reach out to us and are looking for some guidance. And when they come through the other side and they've done an implementation project and the technology is working for them, just the the profound change that we see. And that's what I that's what drove me to start the business originally was that diff, that difference that that we had. I got home from work one day, pulled the van up outside and pulled the keys out of the van. And I went, I've got no paperwork to do. I've got no admin to do. When normally I'd get home, play with the kids, have dinner, and then sit there in front of the computer and do all the admin. But I had I'd done it all during the day. I got all my invoicing done. I'd done my quotes out in the field. I had this time. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to talk to the family. <laughs> but that was the that was the real um, epiphany, I suppose, that made me go, this is this is life changing, and this is going to give so many people time back. And that is something that we hear over and over and over again. We always ask the question at the start of a project to say, what does success look like for you when we get to the end? And one of the one of the stories that really sticks with me is um, a Sparky client from a little while back said, "I want to be able to be at the other end of the house um, at night time." So mm. he's he's other, all the time he's in the office, he's doing all of his admin work, and he's still working towards that. He's got a hell of a lot more time down the other end of the house at the moment, but not as much as he wants. But he's getting there, and that's been the real light at the end of the, that, the tunnel for him. Is, is just getting that time back with family and with friends. And that's exactly what technology can provide. So what so many of them go into business for in the first place is that flexibility. So they've got the time with the family and they get in this horrible hamster wheel position where they're just constantly working hard, trying to get on top of paperwork, admin, all of that stuff, plus work all day long. Yeah. And we totally miss the the ease of what business could be if we did make some of those changes. Yeah. Um, as our self-declared technotard, I find it really interesting. Did you make that up? No. And I, I, it's my firm label and I'm never taking it off. I hate technology. That's what I do all day, every day. And yet what I see is, you know, even with our client base, the I don't want to say older, but there is definitely a generational difference in the way we uptake or we utilise the technology that is available to us. Yeah. Do you guys find that the clients that come through that are perhaps a little younger um, do you find the making that change a little easier or do you find that the older age group actually embrace it quite well once they're ready to jump in and give it a crack? Absolutely. Once they're ready, that's the biggest thing. They've got to be ready for some change and ready to embrace it. Absolutely. Because the, the guys that have run their business the hard way for the last 20, 30 years, they've done it. They, they've, they've seen the hard yards and once they see the in, the benefits, the new way of doing it, it's like, oh, my God, I should have done this five years ago or 10 years ago or where was this when I started my business? So they're the guys that see the benefit the most because they've done it the hard way for so long. Mm-hmm. The younger guys that come through, like we've still got plenty of, of younger clients that are just starting their business and they're the smart ones are working with advisors and working with um, people that can help them with uh, with the, all the different areas of their business because they know their time's better spent on other things. So yes, the younger guys embrace it f- or, or get it faster and 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 adopt it faster, um, but they still see the massive benefit in getting someone to guide them on mm-hmm. what's the right solution. Because anyone that's looked for job management software or trading apps or whatever, there is so many options out there now. And so those guys, those younger guys are coming to us because they want to fast track 
mm. that journey to go, right, give me the right thing, set it up so it's ready to go and I can scale my business. Mm. Um, and the younger guy, uh, sorry, the older older clients that have had a business for a little while, you know, they're thinking maybe the other the other end of the scale of, okay, I'm, I'm going to be retiring at some stage soon. What am I going to do with my business? All the information's in my head. So how do I, what am I going to do? I don't have really a saleable asset. And they look at tech, they, the, those smart guys are looking at technology as, okay, this is a way for me to get my customer list together, get some job history together, actually build something that's an asset that I can either hand on to somebody or sell. And so it's just kind of different people at different life cycles of their business. It's interesting you referenced as part of your backstory, Clinton, the whole uh, digital photography thing. And uh, I'm a long-time amateur weekend warrior photographer, uh, yeah. like like anybody with a digital camera these days. But I started out in the film days, uh, 35 mil, and I had an uncle who developed his own stuff, uh, large format and everything else. So you sort of you have an appreciation of the fundamentals. I feel like sometimes the approach to tech and job management systems and everything in a, a trade business it gets seen a little bit like buying a digital camera. Like if you go buy a digital camera, all of a sudden you're a professional photographer yeah. and you go, well, you, you don't need to know photography because the camera does the thing. And I think a lot of people mistakenly go, well, if I get this software platform, that's going to fix everything. But the change isn't just, it doesn't stop there. The change has to happen with them. Do you see people make that mistake? And, and you know, how do you get people to appreciate that there's more involved than just subscribing to some software? Yeah, absolutely. Scott, do you want to talk about that? Because you, you've dealt with so many of our clients that have come to us at that point where they're at different stages of either no technology or they've already kind of adopted something and and bit, maybe not a con bit concerned that they're maybe not on the right thing. What have you seen? Yeah, there's there's probably a few different types of, of clients that we deal with, um, and and let's 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 focus on the ones that have gone out there and been proactive, you know. And so they're keen, but you mentioned it before. There's so many different options, okay. Mm. And people are thinking, okay, what do I need for my business? Okay, I need uh, you know I need scheduling, I need quoting, I need invoicing, you know, I need it to work with my accounting software. Okay, so what they do is they'll this particular client will call them proactive and keen, okay. So they'll go out. Okay, and they'll pick, I'll go this software for this function, I'll have this software for this function, and I'll have this software for this function. Then like, okay, well, they'll get some of it working okay, but then they'll get to the point of going, oh, hang on, wait a minute, they don't talk to each other. So I've got sometimes three or even six different platforms that are doing individual things, mm -hmm. okay? And, and, and they run into a point where, okay, they get a certain level, if you like, of automation, but then they get stuck. And they've got roadblocks across each different piece of software. And so that, that's, that's when they reach out to us because there's two things there. They, they've got multiple different softwares that don't talk to each other doing different things that aren't set up properly. Mm. Okay. And so that they'll come to us and, you know, and, and even though some of them are actually quite gifted with technology because that's sort of part of it too. You know, you've got to have, you know, tech savviness about you. They, they end up creating this, you know, overcomplicated technology platform. And so, so they'll come back to us and, and then, you know, we've got to pull it all apart and talk about their business and, uh, you know, and really see what they need and don't need, okay? Um, and, and, you know, the, 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 those ones are, you know, those are really good clients. But then we've got, we've got people that what we call blank canvases as well, okay, where they might 
um, be thinking about technology, um, but too afraid to actually go out there and start doing it. They don't want to. They don't want to do it. They might be technophobes and scared of it, um, or they just might want something better. You know, help. My business is doing my head in. You know, and even though they're a different type of client, they're still in. You know, still in that pain. Still, okay, I'm working. 15, 16 hours a day, you know, I'm working all day, then I'm coming home, I'm doing office work, there's got to be a better way, you know, and look, there is pros and cons to each of those, okay, whereas someone that's been through, you know, proactive and keen, got lots of, um, you know, lots of lots of systems, they've got that experience with um, technology, but they've wasted a lot of time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you've got the, you know, the blank canvas there, who is, you know, uh, who hasn't, you know, gone out and, and um, you know, uh, waste a lot of time picking uh, different technologies, but still on the flip side, they're working 15, 16 hours a day. It's affecting their family. It's affecting their, you know, their personal life and that sort of thing. Uh, and if I, if I had to pick, you know, the I suppose the best option to be in or the best category to be in, I'd say the blank members. Okay. Yes, their business is, you know, is sometimes killing them or, or doing their head in, but they've got the chance to, you know, like come and speak to trusted advisors, advisors like us and do it once and do it properly, okay? Mm. And, there, and there is one more type of client, okay, uh, that we get as well. Um, and, and this is the nature of how the software industry has evolved. And we mentioned it before with so many different products. We'll get people come to us and they might have gone two, three, four. I think four is probably the limit that I've seen. They have gone out and trialed and implemented software, rolled it out to their business, and it's failed. Mm. Okay, and then they've and, and they've repeated it again and again and again, you yeah. know. And and they're really keen and proactive as well, and they, and they really want something at all that's gonna, you know, that, that's gonna help automate and change their business. But they just haven't been able to get the right software, you know. Or they've been on the right software, they haven't had it set set up properly, so not a true representation of what the product can do for their business. Yeah. And yeah. then they've gone back into that vicious cycle. So. We see lots of different types of clients, you know, that come to us and, and those different categories. And, you know, they're all important. They all need help, you know, and, and it is, you know, the, the way technology is pitched these days, it's like, you know, our software can do everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's the magic solution. It's easy, it, it's easy to set up, you know, away you go, but it's just, you know, it's just not how it is, you know. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a convoluted answer to your question, but, yeah, that gives you a good of a broad range of the people that we're seeing, you know. And I, I think Clinton's Clinton's mentioned this before when he first started Trady Pad, he didn't think he'd have a business, you know, um, at this stage of the game. But what's actually ended up happening is there's so many other players in the market now. Mm. Really, it's just it's it's created confusion, mm. you know. So it's okay. Yes, there was less to pick from. Now there's, you know, you're yeah. seeing different software coming out every week. So mm. yeah. I think of you guys a bit, sorry, Clinton, I think of you guys a bit like brokers, uh, you know, quality brokers who who are aware of the range of products out there and then, you know, take someone's situation. I I have a life insurance broker and and I go and see them. I tell them where I'm at and what I want to achieve. And they say, right, well, based on that and your health status and everything else, these three products are probably the best ones for you to consider. And we recommend this one. Uh, and mm-hmm. then they literally go and set that up for me as well. So, you know, given that I come from that industry or, you know, among with, along with many industries, <laughs> um, but I did a stint in uh, in financial planning and life insurance, it's very similar to that uh, mm-hmm. when I think about TradyPad and what you guys offer. Is there a right time for people to 
put tech in place in their business. We've referenced, you know, the startups, the the more mature businesses. Uh, when is is the right time to actually put technology in place? I, with what Scott said before, all those different clients that are coming at different stages. I don't think there is a right time or a wrong time. Um, but tech, there's no doubt about it. Technology is a must these days. Anyone that doesn't have some type of um, technology to manage their jobs and their accounting and their invoicing and payments and whatever will get left behind because consumers are changing. Consumers are becoming more demanding. They want they want information. They want to be communicated with. They want they're expecting um, service. And the old ways of doing things just doesn't cut it for the way that consumers want to be worked with. So if you're you're a plumber and you you tell your client, oh, you know, I'll be there sometime on Thursday, and then you you don't communicate with them about when you're going to be there, and you go and do the work and you don't give them an invoice, people don't want that anymore. They know that there are new ways. They know that there are better ways and better tradies that are out there that are doing things the new way. So mm. yeah, they'll, they'll become extinct. So, yeah, I don't think there's any right time or wrong time, um, but it, what is important is is knowing, being aware that technology can help you and being prepared to change. Um, the blank, Scott was talking about before, the blank canvases are, are great because it's kind of, it's a blank canvas that we can, uh, there are no expectations and no um, preconceived ideas of what things can do. Um, and anyone that has already implemented something into their business and you know, it's maybe thinking it's, is it the right thing? Is it the wrong thing? You kind of need to be aware that all the software products do things a bit differently um, and don't try and overcomplicate it. Just focus on what are the key things that we're trying to solve and and don't look at all of those shiny bells and whistles on, on some of the things that are out there. Let's focus on what's going to make the difference for your business mm-hmm. um, and be prepared to maybe change your workflows or change just because you've always done it that way doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. So a little bit of kind of flexibility and, and, a, and, and awareness goes a hell of a long way. I'm interested to understand, and you've alluded a little bit there to it, the factors that are considered when finding the right technology for somebody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like the lid coming off the can of worms. It does, yeah. This is this has been an ongoing, ongoing thing with with Trady Pattern with what we do. Um, the first step that we always do with a client is a scoping session. And the scoping session is where we spend time with the business to understand what they do, how they do it, and what the requirements are. And then in this crazy thing in my head. Um, it's and, and we've got other guys in the team that do this as well. We're kind of assessing all the different products that we work with and what they do and, and more importantly, what they don't do and how they function to then come up with a, uh, an end result of which solution is going to be right. And you're considering all sorts of things. You know, the, the key functions Scott spent, mentioned before, the scheduling, the quoting, the invoicing, the um, what I call the operational model of the business. So how the business is being run. Are there people in the office that are fielding phone calls and sitting at a computer or is it a business owner that's on the tools trying to run everything off a phone, off a mobile device? Um, what, what's the automation we're looking for? What's the scale, the future of the business, the scalability? The, there's all sorts of things that go into considering it and it's becoming more and more difficult um, with people's expectations and the functionality of all the different products. So it's really a full-time job just keeping on top of what system does what 
mm. these days so that we can then assess the business and make the recommendation. One of the other things I'd like to add there quickly as well is, 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 is the people in the business. We might have a, a, you know, a business and what they do and their requirements that are really well matched to a certain piece of software, but those people aren't matched to that type of software. Mm. Okay, so the recommendation has got to fit the people in the business as well. For example, like I said, it might be a perfect technical fit between job requirements and business requirements and software. But then you've got to look at the person, their exposure or experience of technology. Because if you recommend a software product that's too complicated for a business or it's too much of a step up for them, you know, it can be a setup to fail. So yes, there might be something that, that's really well fitted technically, but no, it's, it's, it's more important to actually have it fit the people in the business, you know? So you can, even running true setup and training, you know, and we've said to people before, you know, we've showed them two types of software. We've gone, okay, this one's really good for you. Okay, this one's going to do A, B, C, and D. And then we've got this one that's going to do E, D, and F, you know. And they go, oh, look at that, you know, that's really great. And say, so, you know what, we don't recommend that one for you. In fact, we recommend this one for you because this is going to be really well suited to you guys and is a great entry point to technology. Mm -hmm. Do you think about someone running from a diary and then they've got to learn how to manage uh, their business through a job management software. It's a, it's a big step. Yeah. Sleep. And the, and the it's something we see all the time, people, what people want and what people need are two very different things. <laughs> Everyone and wants just, the sexy new tool, but they don't necessarily need it. <laughs> absolutely. And this is part of the education process that we go through with the, uh, the scoping sessions and the initial engagement that we have with our clients to go, okay, you, you've said you want this, this, and this, but why? You know, what, what's the benefit? Because if we go down that path and you have something that ticks all those boxes, it's going to be really complex and it's going, mm. yes, it'll do what you want, but is it practical? Have you got a system's only as good as the data that's put into it? So are you going to put the information in to leverage all of those features and functions that you think you want, or do we need to simplify it so that the, the team will actually use it and it's going to be a beneficial tool for you? So we get all sorts. Clinton, you mentioned benefits there, and I'd really like to talk about the benefits because I think as business owners, we focus on the benefits for us, and yet there's a lot of benefits with technology for team, for clients, for suppliers, for all of the people that we're working with. Can you take us through some of those key benefits for the business as a whole? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, that, what you mentioned there, Nick, is, is something we talk about quite a lot, which is collaboration. So something that technology allows us to do is collaborate a lot more effectively with the people that we do business with. So our team, um, our clients, we can communicate a heck of a lot more effectively with our clients. There's software now that will have automations around reminders going out about, about appointments and bookings or make it really easy to send a quick message to say, hey, I'm running 15 minutes late or I'll be there at whatever time. So that communication Improvements in communication with the team, improvements in communication with your clients, um, and improvements in communication with your suppliers or subcontractors or whatever it might be, so that everyone's working off the same page. There are some, uh, we're starting to see more software solutions that will allow um, the parties on a project to collaborate a lot better. So, having your, as if you're a builder, um, having your client involved in your system and being able to see the project and communicate and answer questions and approve variations, having your subbies involved to be able to see the schedule of when they're required on site and 
any extras that that might pop up or asking questions, RFIs, that kind of thing. So that that whole kind of collaborative nature of technology with sharing information and everybody everybody be able to see information that's stored on the cloud is is one of the biggest improvements that we see and benefits that we see. Um, but for you know, businesses, like say a, a trade, a plumber, or an electrician that's got a team of, of people working, just having that information together in one place. So when you create a job record in a job management system, that's a bucket for everything to do with that job. So any photos, you go out and do a site inspection and quote some work. You take a few photos, you take some notes, you create your quote. It's all there together. So then when you get one of your guys to go and do the work that's been accepted by the client, they, they know what, they, what they're doing. They can see the notes. They can see the photos. They can see everything to, together there. So it just Im- helps improve communication and, and the, um, the quality of the work uh, and, and knowing, knowing what you're supposed to do. So I, I think communication is a huge one and getting everybody working off the same set of information. Scott, any thoughts? Yeah, there's, um, I suppose, visibility and clarity on, you know, their jobs or projects, you know, what jobs are profitable for them, what mm-hmm. jobs aren't. Having, having that, you know, okay, it's not about, okay, um, this is, we've got some money in the bank, fantastic. <laughs> That's good. We can carry on operating. But having that really clear visibility on, you know, quoted versus actual profit mm-hmm. and loss, things like that. So that's mm-hmm. massive for businesses. It, it really surprises me some of the businesses that come through uh, and these are decent sized businesses or they're, they're turning over a lot of money and they've, they've got no idea. They've got yeah. no idea the profit uh, profit margins of their jobs. I'm like, yeah, it just blows my mind. <laughs> you know, they're, they're obviously doing something right, but you know, it's almost like you're, you're running, you're running in the dark, you know, you just don't know if there's a, a cliff coming up or anything. So and it's being able to access more of that real-time information, which is, you know, wank speak for knowing what's going on today. Uh, because coming from a finance and accounting background many years ago, sort of pre all of this technology and all these platforms, you worked your tail off until your accountant did your numbers at the end of the year, which took forever because they didn't have all the fancy tech to get it all done either. Yeah. So, you know, they literally typing your invoices in and doing spreadsheets and everything to come up with your financial position for the year. And then you go and have the dreaded meeting with your accountant because you didn't know if it was going to be good news or bad news. Uh, And either way, you went to the pub at the end of it. Whereas (laughs) now we can adjust like tomorrow, we can price a job differently based on the back costing we did today. Thanks to all of the software and the systems and all the collaboration and integration that you guys talk about. Uh, and so there's this opportunity for business owners to um, refine on the fly. You know, it's just that constant adjusting the trajectory so we increase our chance of landing where we want to, you know, landing on the moon instead of just spinning off into space somewhere and going, well, that was a crap year. Can't do anything about that now. Yeah. And, that, and that's how we used to run businesses, strangely. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess... Sorry, Clinton, that, that leads me to, I wonder, are there any downsides of, of having tech? I mean, it sounds like the holy grail and everyone should have it. And I think we've done a great, a great job in, uh, in half an hour of, of convincing everybody they should have all of the tech in their business, <laughs> uh, obviously yeah. using Tradypad first. But are there downsides to this? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Going back to the, the 
the customers and the communication side of things, I think one of the downsides is you're always connected. You're always available and online. It's very tempting to be able to uh, or, or to reply to emails and reply to communication and and kind of do work outside of work hours because it's there on your phone. So that's mm. that's one of the downsides is that it's it's more available. Whereas in the old days, you you, know, you get out of the van, you close your diary, and you you kind of go inside and, and you're disconnected. Whereas you're we're always connected these days. So that's something that's that I'm very aware of with some of our clients with that work life balance. Mm. Trying to get the work life balance there's a, a little bit of discipline. I suppose required to to make sure that you do disconnect um, and you're not always working uh, because it's so easy to do. But that's probably the only one I I can think of. I, I mean, we we check in with our clients at the end of a project and after they've been in on on their system for three months or six months, and people are just raving. We we just hear the you can hear it in their voice. You can see it in their the way that they're behaving. Just the 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 weight off the shoulders of being able to uh being able to have that visibility over their business so yes yeah, it's, it's an interesting question not one i've been asked before. it's a tough one yeah it is yeah i was i was racking my brain i was like mm-hmm. but it's i can't come up with anything else but that mm-hmm. yeah it's a big change because I think- the, sorry going across no go on scott because <clears throat> I, I, i'm thinking about um, what clinton said and then I'm thinking about someone that um, is being able to go away on holiday for the first time. Yes. But then check, but then log on and check how everything's going from an iPad anywhere in the world. Mm. You know. So it's yeah, it's it's, it's a good question. <laughs> so I I even though I'm a techno tart, I can see the benefits. I love it. Clearly, I use it every day, and I can't believe the massive changes in the last ten years. Like what you must have seen in ten years is huge. Yeah. Where do you think technology is going to go? What do you think is coming next? I I feel like it's going to get more intuitive as we keep moving through using and embracing technology in every part of our life. But what do you guys see? What do you think is going to happen with tech? Uh, I think automation, automation and artificial intelligence. No, it's a bit of a buzzword, but it is definitely happening. Uh, so 10 years ago, uh, when I first started, I've, Scott mentioned this before, but I, I thought seriously thought back then uh, we won't have a business in ten years. Everyone will be on technology. It'll all be, you know, it'll all be kind of self-implemented, and and it'll it'll just be a given. But um, it's most definitely not the case. But we have definitely seen some um, some major changes in in data management and data automation. So back in the day, it was amazing to be able to create an electronic invoice on the spot and take a payment. Whereas these days that's a given and, and there's expectations around uh, automation of data extraction, like being able to take a photo of a receipt and all of the information gets stripped off that, that receipt and it gets automatically entered into your system, whether it's your accounting package or it's your um, job management system. So kind of that's where it's up to at the moment, that level of automation Around data entry, mm-hmm. so the data entry side of things is is uh, is kind of going through a bit of a shift, uh, and how that information is being used. So we're seeing a lot more people wanting to see dashboards and reports, and and actually doing something with their data and their information. Uh, and I think there'll be more collaboration, so more 
you know, we're thinking about a, a plumber or an electrician that's doing a lot of real estate um, or body corporate and strata work, there's still a bit of manual handling mm. going on on receiving work orders and those going into your system and then sending the information back to the to the client, the real estate or the, or the strata. So we're starting to see interconnections between the systems that the clients are using. So real estate, stratas, whatever it might be, the system they use to run their organization connecting into the system that I use to run my plumbing business yeah. and the seamless flow of data flowing between those two products. So it's starting to happen, mm -hmm. but it's not super common and it's only with some systems, but that's where I see kind of the next big shift happening. Scott, any thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it pretty much covered it all. I think yeah, there's this automation. There's going to be automation around different features or functions. I mean, we've talked about time sheeting and that automation. I see that's something that's going to, you know, um, that's going to improve over time. There's been there's been talk um, backwards and forwards, and I'll just put a quick caveat here: this does not exist. Um, but uh, you know, time sheets, time sheets from GPS and things like that. So I can see, you know, as the you know, as the technology evolves and you're know, heading down that path. But, yeah, I think you've got it spot on, Clinton. I wonder probably my last question, you know, and it, perhaps it relates back then to those different styles of clients that you were talking about. So I've got some technology in my business. How often should I be reviewing what I have in place? How often should I be thinking about perhaps making a change, what's coming next? Because this is such a continual path, and that technology is changing day in, day out, so frequent or new players come into the market, how often should I be reviewing what I'm actually using? Uh, one, of the, one of the services that we provide um, after we've done a project with a client is, um, is a, I guess, a support and ongoing education service. So we, with some of our clients, we do, we do what we call a toolbox talk once a month. And it is amazing how many changes can happen in a month. Yeah. Um, both with the software and with a business. So software in particular, it's the nature of the beast with these cloud-based tools that we work with. They are updating and changing all the time. Mm -hmm. We have some software partners that are rolling out updates every two weeks and they'll have a list of changes and updates as long as your arm. Mm -hmm. And so for a business owner, trying to keep on top of those changes and what they mean for them and, and how, that'll, well, what that'll, how that'll impact their business um, it's something that that you need to have your finger on the pulse with. So um, I think monthly, um, a monthly catch up um, with our team is is kind of something that that we provide. Um, but but I guess monitoring the software that you're using and being on top of those updates because a lot of app updates happen automatically. If you've got auto updates turned on, yes. it'll happen in the background and you won't even know it's occurred. You log into your system and there's this new thing that you've never seen before. So looking at those updates and seeing what's coming or, or what's arrived um, is important. But then we also do, uh, we do annual reviews with our clients where we'll sit down and do another, essentially a scoping session with them to review, okay, where is the business at? What's changed? What's working? What's not working? What's the future plan told? Because you know, business plans change, uh, can change uh, on a regular basis these days. So an annual kind of full review of the technology for the business is, is really beneficial. So I guess it's maintenance mm -hmm. on, a, on a monthly basis and then a, a, a checkup, a, a full checkup on a yearly basis. It's a bit like owning a car. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Every 10,000 cars. Okay, where can our listeners find out more about TradyPad? Uh, there's a couple of different ways. Well, one shameless plug I'd like to put out there is, is a webinar that we have coming up. Yes, we do. So we've, we've touched on... <laughs> Touched on uh, on the plan, what I would say, having a bit of a plan around uh, around technology implementation and and being kind of the, the at the right time in your business. The webinar that we'll do is we'll talk in more detail about the technology components that you need to think about when you're putting this plan together, mm-hmm. because we've spoken about job management systems and devices and accounting packages and and all that stuff today. And they're all the components that make up the platform um, that we talk about when, when we work with a client. So our webinar is going to go into those components in a bit of detail. Um, so that's, I think, a great next step for someone that's listening to uh, this podcast that um, uh, that can attend the webinar. So we'll talk about that in a bit more detail. But for those that don't have the time to listen to a webinar, um, our website has a heck of a lot of information. We've got uh, lots of downloads and, and resources that are available there. So tradypad.com.au. Uh, and there is lots and lots of information in there. And we always start with just anyone that wants to know a little bit more. We start with a no obligation, no cost, um, 15 minute chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 minute chats sometimes turn into 30 minute chats and 45 <laughs> minute chats. But um, that initial conversation just to talk about where is your business at? Um, what are you hoping to achieve? And it's just a chance to you know, suss each other out and make sure that we're, we're right uh, and ready to go. Uh, but that's really easily booked through our website. We, you can book a time for a call um, on that website, tradypad.com.au, uh, and it all just starts with that, that initial conversation. Fantastic. Thank you. I'd just like to add something else to that. Um, for anyone that's listening, it, we're very transparent right from the very beginning. So before actually going ahead with anything, you know, um, Brad, who deals with all our inquiries, will give you a, a full rundown on what we do and give you an overview of the whole process. So, because one thing that we find is really, really important is people knowing what they're going to be getting into. So, Brad will run through a few questions with you, but then he'll give you a good overview of what the steps are. You know, so you can then have the information to go, okay, yep, let's go. I'm ready to go. Or, okay, I'm not quite ready for this yet. I've got to make some changes. So, yeah, reach out for a call, have a chat. Um, yeah, we're very open. Excellent. Thank you, gents. That was super informative. I'm very excited to see where technology goes, even though I still hate it. You haven't changed my mind just yet. I do like what it can do for me, though. Um, Team, if you'd like to know more about the upcoming webinar, we've hit our email list this week, so you have an opportunity to register through the email list. You can find out more on our website, tradiesandbusiness.com.au, or head on over to our Facebook page or Facebook group, also Tradies and Business, and we'll probably pop a link in the show notes for you as well. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.